0: hello it's venice robbins how's it going i have been super i think i say this all the time but i really do mean this like i love my podcast and i love the opportunity to have conversation with you for me it's kind of like we're sitting in your car or you know maybe at your kitchen table or i don't know on your couch. And we're just having a conversation. (laughs) Like That's how it is for me. Now, if you're tuning into my podcast for the first time, you're like, "Uh, who the heck is this girl, this woman who's speaking? And what is with that laugh? I totally get it. Don't worry. And I'm going to explain or at least introduce myself. I can't explain about the laugh, okay? But I can introduce myself. So my name is Vinice. I am, uh, by training, a nutritionist. I'm also a trained life coach, and I am a solar advocate. I'm not going to talk about solar in this conversation, but if you'd love to find out what the heck does a solar advocate do, I'll tell you. I basically um, educate people about the power of harnessing the energy of our sun to power our homes so solar advocate that is a self-given title no one gave that to me I just looked up like what does an advocate do what do I keep doing I keep advocating solar (laughs) that'll be the extent of our conversation today about solar by the way so with that um today we're going to talk about fighting uh Distraction with focus, okay. And this is a conversation that I think um, you know. And speaking with women that I coach, women that I meet on on social media, I think that this is a really common um, area of interest for people. You know, I'll ask you: Are you? Do you find that you're focused? Are you able to really maintain your attention? On what you're doing, or do you find yourself getting distracted? Uh, I really wanted to have this conversation because I feel that it is something that could really um, provide some potential support for people that do find themselves distracted. And as I was really doing my research, like on distraction in general, I really thought about how personally I think part of our challenge with being distracted is we we just have so much access I feel like there's things pulling at us there's our cell phones there's text messages on the cell phones there's notifications for whatever thing you have connected to your phone um my mother, bless her heart, she has these notifications on her cell phone. I don't know why, but I mean, hey, everybody gets to do what they want, okay? But like on my mom's cell phone, every time an email comes in, like a little chime goes off, and and it just seems like that darn cell phone is always chiming, (laughs) Why? Because she gets a lot of email, right? And um, I kind of chuckled about it the last time I was with her because I was like, what the heck is that sound? And she was like, oh, it's my phone. It, it's re- letting me know I have an email. And I was like, wow, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot to like just keep being reminded of, right? So I think that's common for many of us. Years ago, many years ago, I think life was simpler. You know, we weren't, we didn't have so much access. I I remember being a little girl and like, there was no internet. I do remember when there was no internet. I remember when at a certain time, I think it was like 1am, the television, if you turn on the TV, all you would see were like colored bars or like snow on the screen, because there was nothing to watch. (laughs) Do you remember that? Uh, Yeah, I remember that. I remember in the early 90s, when this thing called the internet, (laughs) like, was born to the public, you know, and someone from my school asked me, you know, like, hey, have you have you heard of the internet? And I was like, What the heck is the internet, you know? And that was many moons ago. That was like 30 something years ago, right? And fast forward with the evolution of technology, wow, we have a lot of access. And I think with the access that we have and the things pulling for our attention, I'm going to make an assertion, I could be wrong, but I I think that we as a people group in the United States of America, at least, I can't speak for other countries, I think we definitely have a thing about um, being pulled in different directions. So that was part of why I, you know, when I thought about this topic, I really wanted to share with you some things that I have personally done I used to be someone. I am still this way actually that I can get easily distracted. And uh part of it what helps is for me to understand kind of my MO. I we all have what I call cognitive abilities. Cognitive ability is when you're just being you, how are you going to operate in life? And Um, I learned this from my Colby assessment. I'm a huge fan of the Colby. It's not a personality assessment. It is a doingness assessment. When you're doing you, how do you approach handling or tackling um, situations? So what I discovered for myself, which has totally to do with being focused, is that typically uh, my focus, my natural focus is in getting things started. Colby would call that a quick start. Um, this podcast is not going to be about the Colby. I'm just parking here for a second and I'm going to move on. My follow through is not my natural strength. So when I, when I discovered my cognitive ability, it really helped me to understand myself. Um, I used to make I used to feel really guilty for being like not like finishing things. And um but I'm really good at getting things started. If you want to start anything, I am your girl, okay? And the Colby helped me understand that that's just me. Now, here's the only thing about that is like in life we don't really Like, we actually have to be able to follow through and get things complete, right? Like, we have to finish things. Otherwise, we won't be able to keep a job or we won't be able to really, you know, be successful at projects long term, right? Or sustaining things. So when I share today, I mean, I'm so speaking from a place of I Am someone who naturally can be really pulled in different directions and distracted, and I'm built that way. And so, what I've been really taking on for the past five years is okay, knowing that about myself, how do I still focus? How do I stay, like, keep my attention? Okay. Now, one thing for me, I have is I have a personal assistant and I have a team of people that work with me. And that has been one of the single most important things I could have done as a business owner. Because now what I do is I position myself to work within my strengths. So I will start things and then I turn them over to people who will be able to help me sustain them. This podcast is not about how to do that, okay? It's going to deal with some things that I myself really have taken on practicing so that I can be productive because I didn't always have an assistant. I couldn't afford one. (laughs) and my business coach would be like you need a personal assistant and i was like that's not in my budget and no way and so for years i was overwhelmed and it was just so much work <laughs> and now i have a personal assistant so it's she's made my life so much easier i love her so i'm going to share with you uh 3 practices that I have personally been using for years and they've really helped me to become focused, okay? Now, the basis for these practices is very important that you understand and that's the brain. So I'll teach you one thing about the brain and I'm gonna teach you the practices, all right? The brain is it's designed to run on autopilot. So the minute that we have a habit, the brain to preserve calories and energy, it's like the brain says, oh, okay, this is what you want me to do. I'm going to just do it for you so that you don't have to think. And the brain does, some scientists say, you know, 90 plus percent of what we do is completely the brain on autopilot. Remember, it's to help us conserve calories. Okay. So, is that wrong? No, it's not wrong at all. The challenges, my assertion is that innocently, we have trained our brain to be distracted. And we don't realize that we've done that. (laughs) So it's like, for me, one of the things I've really like been practicing is unlearning things that don't work and learning new practices. So the three practices or habits that i'm going to share with you right now i have personal experience in and i can attest that they do work and i've had the privilege of coaching other women and i can in these practices and i can tell you that they work okay so <laughs> Because sometimes people send me emails or they'll DM me and they're like, oh, I wish I was like you. Like I'm some special person or I have some special superpowers. I don't. I I really don't. I I mean, I have just dedicated myself to um, the art and the skill of practice. And that is the only thing. I'm I'm not born with any superpowers. I promise you. I'm not that special. (laughs) Okay. So The first practice is one of my favorites and it's create an intention. So I would recommend to have like the most value in this conversation is to think of an area that you get distracted. Like what's an area of your life that you get distracted in? Okay. I'll speak for myself. For me, it's work. Like I'll have projects to do. And I have specific things that I need to like, you know, produce and I'll get distracted. So creating an intention really helps your brain to stay focused because what we do when we create a ten- an intention, it's like a focus that our brain can stay set on, Okay. And how I define intention, it's where you put all of yourself into something, okay? And so it's like you're putting your thought, your energy, your action, your, your focus into something. So like for me, today, I am recording um, three podcast episodes, I'm writing two blogs, and I'm recording two Facebook Live videos, Now, there's other things I want to do. Like, for instance, I have my alkaline water that I need to go get. And I was like, oh, my God, I could just run to that store. It's in my neighborhood. And I could scoop up some water because I'm out of alkaline water. Well, if I do that, it's going to throw me off my schedule, even though it would be super easy. And then I'd have like new water to drink. I just have barely enough for the day, right? I don't need to really go do that. So I'm really focused on completing the work that I told myself I was going to complete. So really I'm like, okay, is going to get the water aligned with my intention? No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm not doing that. Now, you should know my husband actually is planning on doing it, but I was like, oh, if I do that, it could just give my husband one less thing to do, but he's already planning on doing that. So I really don't need to actually go get that water. It's already going to happen today before 6 p.m. See what I mean? I could have gotten myself totally distracted and then to come back home and then try to get into the mental space to like produce things and create, it'd take me a while to get back into the creative mode that I'm in when I'm recording. So when you set an intention, you really open your heart, your mind to thinking what your focus or setting your focus on something specific. Okay? The second tool or practice is one that I use all the time. I've mastered this tool. I teach this tool. I love this tool. It's called the pivot. The pivot is a practice that I teach my coaching clients and it's got three, three parts. Okay. The first part of the pivot is to notice and stop. So I'll use my example of the water for the pivot. I didn't use the, the pivot for this exam, water, but I'll, I'm going to use that so I can demonstrate what it would look like, okay? So my mind says, oh, I'm going to go get the water. Pivot looks like me noticing that I'm about to do something that's not what I set out to do. Then it's notice, oh, I was, I'm literally thinking about getting off track right now. And then it's stopping the action. That's the first part. The second part of the pivot is to just observe yourself. Now, this may sound a little like, what do you mean observe yourself, okay? Well, it's just noticing what's there. Like, oh, I was about to just go do something that I wasn't planning on. Okay. It's just simply noticing. Now this step is the one that takes the most practice in my opinion or experience because it's always amazing how we judge ourselves and we feel really we as women. I don't I can't speak about men because I've worked with women, so I know I only have experience with women. As women what I have observed is that we beat ourselves up for wanting to do something else. In this example, it's like, oh my god, I do that all the time. I always get distracted. What's wrong with me? I can never get myself together. It it's something like that, or some version of making something wrong, making ourselves wrong for like, why <laughs> like almost doing something that we weren't supposed to. The pivot is just noticing. It's noticing. And suspending any judgment and or opinion about it. Now, the most powerful part of the pivot is the second step. There's something that happens. It's very powerful when we're able to observe and suspend judgment and criticism. You, you have to practice it to actually experience what I'm saying. I invite you to practice this tool and Let me know what you discover. It's different for everyone, but something extremely powerful happens when we are able to just observe and notice and not make anything up about it or not judge ourselves. Okay. That's the second step of the pivot. The third step of the pivot is choose. So in choosing, you ask yourself, now what? And there are some specific questions that I love to ask myself. I teach my clients to ask themselves. And so you're asking yourself, now what? Because you know, in step two, you're just kind of like, pause. Okay, let's just kind of see what's going on. Okay, I was about to get distracted. Third is, okay, what am I going to do now? Am I going to go get that water? (laughs) Or am I not, right? It's a choice in the moment. And one question that um, I ask myself and I train people to ask themselves is, what am I committed to? Like right now, what am I committed to? What am I committed to in my work today? Well, I'm committed to completing the work I said, and I'm committed to just being extremely like the feeling of accomplishment at the end of the day that I did all my work. That's what I'm committed to. So then it's what action can I take right now? Okay, well, let me just not worry about the water and I'm gonna do my work, which is what I'm doing. Now, I'm breaking it into steps, like really kind of slow, but it moves really fast. It's You gotta practice. I really invite you to like write the steps down. I can put them in the episode notes for you. You can kind of take a screenshot and practice, this is a very powerful practice. in what women report to me is that they experience peace, an ex an experience of peace of mind. Um just like they're it's like upset or frustration disappears. You you can't understand it conceptually. You can only get it by practicing. So I invite you to practice. The third practice is to see it. So remember the context or the focus of this conversation is how to fight distraction with focus, right? So in seeing it, again, we're working with our brain. And basically the thing to know about the brain at this point in the conversation is that the brain, like it doesn't It can't tell the difference between when you are imagining and when something is actually really happening. For the brain, whatever you imagine is, it actually perceives like it's real. What? Yeah. Your brain cannot tell the difference between your imagination and what's real. Now, Let's look at this in the context of being distracted. Let's say that you make yourself wrong and you judge yourself for how distracted you are because I hear it all the time. I'll get Facebook comments and women tell me I'm so distracted. I can't ever get myself together. I'm always just bouncing between different things like I hear all the time. Okay. (laughs) And I'm like, and then we think on it. We're like, oh my God. And then there's yesterday, I was so unproductive. I didn't get anything done. And literally when we're thinking about it, we're just, it's like we're telling our brain, hey, here's what we're going to do. Be sure to keep doing this, okay? Yeah. So when I say see it, I literally mean practice visualizing what it looks like for you to be focused see it in your mind. Like for me, you know, I was practicing this earlier. I was just like, kind of getting my hair ready, you know, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get my notes together. I'm like literally thinking this to myself and I'm seeing it in my head. Like I'm imagining it. I'm going to set my um, desk up so I can record. I'm going to have my notes in front of me. I'm going to feel really awesome. Cause like, I can choose to feel awesome, (laughs) right? I'm like creating my kind of like getting myself ready, right? And I'm going to have so much. I'm just going to experience joy around sharing on my podcast and on my Facebook Live and everything else I'm doing. I invite you to do that with whatever the area is that you have experienced being distracted. Okay, so these are three very practical, super practical practices or habits that you can start to practice implementing. Try them on, see how they work for you. Okay, Uh, I, I wanna say a little bit about practice. The thing about the brain is that the brain is trained to do what it does. So we innocently train our brain to be distracted. So how long have you been distracted? I don't know about you, but for me, it was about a good 18 years. So I, I really believe that it's relevant for you to keep in mind that developing the skill and the capacity to focus is not going to happen in one day or in three days or in one week. It literally is going to take you probably, I don't know, a few weeks, months, for some years. It took me about a good five years to really, I'm fairly reliable to be focused. When I'm not focused, it's very rare And I operate with a high level of intention. I have practiced intention for almost 20 years. So now being intentional and setting intention, it's like I don't even think about it. Because my brain does it automatically for me because I've practiced so much. So I really want to encourage you. If you find yourself like distracted, it is totally... Possible for you, yes, you, to be focused. I'm going to repeat that again. If you have struggled with being distracted, it is totally possible for who? For you to develop the ability and capacity to be focused. I promise you, Now, I'm going to say this, too. It takes practice. (laughs) Here's what people do. Gosh, you can tie. I've been coaching for a long time. People get all excited. They're, like, hopeful, right? And then they're like, oh, my God, I'm totally going to do this. And then they practice, like, maybe for one day. And then they, like, notice, oh, my God, it's, like, really helped. It was so awesome. And then what happens? They like forget to practice and then they like the brain goes back to what it's conditioned to do and then they get discouraged and then they say oh this doesn't work when none of that's true it's just there wasn't enough what practice (laughs) exactly so (laughs) if you just develop yourself and like commit yourself to like practice, it'll revolutionize your life. It really will. So I'm going to end our conversation. I don't like to have long form podcasts. If you notice most of my podcasts are like less than 15 minutes, um, this has been a little longer. Um, I want to share three practices um, for, these are the, the practices that I just shared with you, they're really more like in your mindset, working with your brain, right? The next three practices, they're more like lifestyle practices, but they're very, very, uh, they can help with being focused. The first is to avoid multitasking. I have been so guilty of this. I've, I'm have i known for multitasking, and I used to pride myself at saying, I can do two things or three things at the same time. But actually, multitaskers, like according to research, are actually people who are more distracted than people that focus on one thing at a time. So it's the whole principle of our brain is having to shift focus quickly and it has to focus from one thing to the now that sounds really great you know shifting from one thing to the next like that's a good thing right well no switching from one task to another it It makes it more difficult to tune out distractions and can also cause like mental blocks that actually slow us down, okay? So avoid multitasking. Number two, oh my, I'm so like guilty of all these. (laughs) Remove smartphones from your meals. I am not there yet. I am totally just confessing, true confession, not gonna hide it. I am notorious glorious for being on my phone while I'm eating okay here's my practice I will have like on my left hand is the hand I don't eat with so I make sure my left hand is the only thing that's touching my phone and my plate and then with my right hand that's the hand I eat with so to me because you know the whole germs thing like that's like been my oh I want to make sure I don't like have germs with what might around my food but I know that probably sounds really silly (laughs) but logically in my mind it's made a lot of sense but here's the downside okay and oh I'm so guilty of this when we're eating it really interferes with the experience of eating Like most of the time, I'm not even aware that I'm done eating. I'm just on my phone and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm finished. That's how unconscious I am. And the brain is just doing what it does because I've trained it to do that. Now, one thing I find interesting is like the brain literally will be hypnotized by the smartphone screen. And it'll totally underutilize our sensory Function like sight and smell and touch and sound, which are all linked to eating. And so it really diminishes the enjoyment of eating our food. So this is something I'm really practicing. I have not mastered this and I'm committed. And I know it's really simple. Like, hello, Denise, there's no need to practice. Just keep your phone in your purse. That's like the easy response, but I never, my phone's always with me. So I'm practicing. Definitely. This is an area that I see I can take to the next level. The last practice is, this is not like an avoid, but it's something to practice doing. And that's meditation. Now, there are different forms of meditation. There is Eastern meditation. And I'm not a personally uh an uh, I don't practice Eastern meditation. Um I for me, meditation is really centered with breath work and being focused on my breathing. So the other thing I do love is meditation on um the The Bible. I love meditating on scripture verses, and one thing I've really been practicing for the past two years is practicing meditation and incorporating breath work into uh, my meditation of scripture verses, and that has just been really huge for me. And um, so, I definitely invite you to consider meditation. And, um, whichever one works for you, I'm not here to tell you what kind you should do. That's not my job. All right. So that's pretty much it for, t- for this week's episode. I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, info at com is my email address. Send me an email. Um, what's your experience with focus and distraction and how are you doing in that area? If you have any questions, please feel free to send me an email. Or if there's something I said that really strung a chord, I would love to see your comments. Until next time, bye!